This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Hi there, it's Tim, and thanks for listening to another edition of Blind Like Me. We thank you for following our podcast wherever you find it. And don't forget, you can find all of our episodes on my website, timblackonair.com. We're always looking for great new stories about people's experiences being blind and visually impaired. As well, we're looking for people who are developing technology to help the blind and visually impaired. If you're one of those people, reach out to us, info at timblackonair.com. That's info at timblackonair.com. This week, we talked to Sylvia Stenson Perez about a brand new website in the U.S. for those who are 55 years of age and older, timetobebold.org. It's a one-stop shop to find resources in your community. Sylvia joins us all the way from Florida. Sylvia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Tim. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. Let's find out a little bit about you. You are legally blind. How blind are you? That's the question. (laughs) I love that. You know what? I don't even use that term visually impaired anymore because I'm super blind. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty blind at this point. So I have RP. And um, unlike a lot of people, I have been visually, a lot of people with with um, RP, I have been visually impaired since birth. Okay. So I grew up with a visual impairment and actually was always legally blind and then lost more and more vision over the years. And mm-hmm. now pretty much I have light perception. Okay. So you're like me then. I'm visually, I've been visually impaired uh, my entire life. Uh, just have vision in my left eye, nothing in my right and, uh, you know, have have pretty much managed our way through life, right? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we get in, again, uh, before we get into this, you have a podcast. I want to make sure we touch uh, touch on that as well. Tell me about your podcast. Well, um, this is a totally separate thing from my work, but, you know, we all, I think that we all kind of have this mission. Well, I hope we all have this mission to really make a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I think as people who are visually impaired, we must have a platform to let the world know that being visually impaired is not the end of the world, that you can still do everything you need and want to do, et cetera. So a couple of friends of mine um, and I started a podcast earlier this year. My friend, Stephanie McCoy, started Bold Blind Beauty a few years back. And then this year we decided to start a podcast and it's called Bold Blind Beauty on Air, A-I-R, for Mm -hmm. accessibility, inclusion, and representation. I like that. That is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I assume you can find it on all the platforms? You can. And what do you guys talk about? We generally just talk amongst ourselves a bit to just really kind of just help people understand, hey, we're just three normal gals dealing with vision loss, but we always have one or two guests who are just doing great things out there in the world, people who um, are doing great things in their work, who Mm -hmm. are, you know, it's always something around people who we think who are bold Mm -hmm. and who are beautiful. Awesome. We're living bold and beautiful lives. I like that. That is very, very cool. Good for you. And, and that's kind of the same platform that we have here 
uh, with Blind Like Me. We start as a, uh, still talk a little bit about tech, but we like to find great stories like yours. And let's go into this one here. It's Time to Be Bold. Uh, I like this this uh, title and the program and so forth. So we'll get into that and talk a little bit about it because your job right now is working where? I work for Mississippi State University at the National Research and Training Center on Blindness and Low Vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm the project director of what's called the Older Individuals Who Are Blind Independent Living Services Technical Assistance Center. So we work with all 56 state and U.S. Ter- US state and territories to really just ensure that we can provide some training and technical assistance to those programs who serve people 55 and over who are visually impaired And so we do a lot with continuing education. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a website. But last year, we had the amazing opportunity to take some funding and create a national public service awareness campaign. Okay. So some, some really important facts of, I guess, why we did this. Just in the United States, we know that over 12 million people are visually impaired. Wow, big number. That's a lot of people. And you know, Tim, so many people who, when they experience vision loss, especially older people, they might have never met anyone Mm -hmm. who's visually impaired. Mm -hmm. And so they think, I'm all alone. I can never do anything again. I just need to go sit in my house, go live in a retirement home or a nursing home because I can't cook for myself or shop for myself or even work anymore. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... In the U.S., we know that that less than 5% of people who could benefit from independent living services training, so that is daily living skills, adaptive skills, mm-hmm. orientation and mobility, assistive technology, support groups, et cetera, less than 5% of people who could benefit actually ever seek those services out. Okay. So wow. to me, that's just heartbreaking because I know I, as a person who used to to run a lighthouse for the blind, I can't tell you how many times I had people come in and say, I've been sitting at home for three years, five years, 10 years. I didn't know that free services were available. That, that blows my mind yeah. that people would do that. That actually is still happening. Uh, I know, right? It's super sad. It is just so sad that it does still happen. And we have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so when we had the opportunity, we were like, let's let's see what we can do. And mm-hmm. we engaged a, a PR firm and came up with this campaign of time to be bold.org. Okay. And it's high energy. Mm-hmm. It's um we think it's positive. And it really helps people see that life can go on. Mm-hmm. And so when people visit that site. There's a link to finding the actual services in their state, because that's another thing. You know, I'm sure you've called places and you've gotten, well, hold, let me send you to the next and keep going down line, down line, down line. And you give up because you're like, it's too frustrating. Well, finding services can be just as frustrating. You're fortunate in Canada, you have CNIB. So anybody who's visually impaired, they know, go to CNIB. That's right. (laughs) We don't have anything, nothing. So it could be in the Department of Labor. It could be in the Department of Economic Opportunity, Department of Human Services, Department of Education, 
I mean, the, the program is funded by the Department of the Federal Department of Education Rehabilitation Services Administration. Mm-hmm. But when that flows down to your state agencies, it's it could be in innumerable places within yeah. the state agency. Wow. Difficult to find. And so it our site literally can drive you right to the contact the phone number, the Mm -hmm. email Mm -hmm. that you can contact to get services. So no more running around trying to figure that out. And if someone can't, you know, use the website, we have a phone number on that time to be bold site that links to the American Printing House Connect Center, where they have two people who answer the phone Monday through Friday, and will literally help people connect to services through that. Isn't that an amazing thing? And I'm so happy for you guys that you have actually done something like this because there's such a a high level of frustration, obviously, for, as you say, the 12 million blind people that are in the U.S. uh, who can't, you know, get access to the services they need. Now they've got one-stop shopping. Well, we hope so. We hope so. And, um, I mean, I, I hope we have so many people contact us that we have to figure out how to fix, how to, how to work that system um, but, you know, we're hoping that not just people who are visually impaired themselves see it. We want physicians. We want mm-hmm. people who work in the aging network, people who run those senior centers where, you know, if you're in a senior center and all of a sudden you can't see the cards, you don't go to activities anymore. You can't do the arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe these people who will see the commercial and go, oh, Maybe I can think outside of the box, too, and figure out a way to keep people engaged or contact some of these agencies and figure out how they can make things more adaptable so that we can keep people integrated into our community activities. And even those who are working, mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's a boss out there who'll see this commercial and go, who has an employee who's struggling. And they'll see this and or hear it and say, oh, Maybe there's help for this person, too, that they can keep working with the right technology. And this is also going to be good for people's mental health as well. Yeah. So I I really having, you know, I started out as a social worker uh-huh. in this field 20 something years ago. And I really believe that that's one of the biggest challenges is that people who are visually impaired see themselves as less, mm-hmm. as not whole. And when we have our older people starting to experience that vision loss, and I've heard them say it, I'm not a whole person anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, can we help people really learn that they're still a whole person? Mm -hmm. They're still them. They just need to find some adaptations. That's right. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I've always thought of myself as a whole person. I, mm-hmm. I much like yourself, visually impaired, as we said earlier, mm-hmm. visually impaired since birth, but I am who I am. And, uh, and uh, you know, I never thought of myself any differently. And obviously you haven't thought of yourself any differently. And, and I mean, I know. And we're it, cool people. That's right. right? You want to be, you want to be our friends. Uh, <laughs> um, and I mean, I know it is a challenge for those people. You, you read a lot yeah. of stories about uh, the elderly who are, who are starting to lose their, their sight and aren't able to do the things that they used to be able to do. And that, mm-hmm. uh, that is a draw certainly on their, on their mental health and their, and their well being and their, you know, who they used to be, but you're still, you're still a person and you're still, you're still a, a major portion of who you were. Uh, you've just got some new challenges, but those challenges can be jumped over. And aging itself, 
brings its own challenges. Oh, and then yeah. when you I add the that. vision loss, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. But you know, when you add that vision loss component on top of that, mm-hmm. it is frustrating. It mm-hmm. is hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. No, mm-hmm. no doubt. Mm-hmm. But helping people really learn that, you know, I, it breaks my heart to know how many people, the stories I've heard of people who live on cereal because they can't cook anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's not good for their nutrition, no. who aren't taking their medications appropriately. Right. I mean, there's so many things that that can happen and and it doesn't have to be that way. No. I, and, I, and I know I've watched videos and we've all probably all seen the training videos of uh, for, you know, orientation and mobility in homes and so forth like that, where they were always saying that the only thing that totally blind or visually impaired people could cook were like frozen TV dinners and pizza and cereal. Uh, that's not the case nowadays. There's technology to be able to, to help you make those proper quality meals now. Um, I just made a lasagna for lunch today. Nice. Homemade lasagna, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and um, I have several friends who are um, professional chefs who are blind. There are very few things mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can't do when you're blind. This is this is so true. With the right training and technology. That's right. right. That's right. Let's hit that website one more time for me. Time to be bold.org. What's something as a blind person that you're really proud of? I'm really proud that I feel like I've been able to make a positive difference in many lives um, of people who are blind. Mm-hmm. I, um, people who have come in and who've come in and said, I, I don't think I can do anything again. And now they're living these really bold, beautiful, courageous, productive lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm super proud of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked a little bit about uh, technology, Sylvia, and uh-huh. how it can help you. What pieces of technology do you use that make a, a day easier for you? So I am a JAWS user for the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a smartphone user. I use an iPhone and many apps on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. I am also a Braille user, but I use a, <laughs> this is going to sound really cheesy, but I still use a Perkins Brailler because something about <laughs> typing. You mean the clunky that. one? The yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Something about typing notes into that Perkins Brailler. It just takes it from my hands to my brain. It's like, but I have to tell you, Tim, I learned Braille at 30 years old. Did you really know? I did. I didn't need to. Didn't need to learn it before that. Did it, well. Maybe it would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, at thirty years old, I learned Braille, and now I use it every day. Wow, good for you! I've never learned Braille, so I. Uh, I uh, encourage you to, uh, for, you know, especially labeling. Labeling things mm-hmm. is such a great. It's such an easy because you know how hard sometimes you're there. You're trying to look. You're trying to find things. And mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. travel, it's so much easier to find a hotel room. If you can just touch the Braille that's <laughs> or true. The, the elevator floor. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that's so true. And I, I think it's hilarious that you're using a, a Perkins Brailler because that thing is about <laughs> the weight of a boat anchor. <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
Sylvia, if you could pass a message on to the sighted community, uh, this is a question I like to ask everybody, and, and it's really interesting to see um, the answers that we get because we know uh, that, as you say, there's 12 million blind people in the U.S. Um, this podcast reaches the U.S., Canada, and uh, and other countries as well. Um, we always like to ask the question, if you could pass on uh, a piece of advice to the sighted world to make your life or other visually impaired and blind people's lives easier, what would you pass on? I would say to always remember we all have challenges. And we're all just trying to figure out ways to adapt and cope and be problem solvers. And if as a sighted person, you see someone who's visually impaired, please talk to us. Mm -hmm. I've made some wonderful new friends in airports, in in New York City, on the the sidewalk, uh, just Mm -hmm. because people stepped up and talked to me. Mm -hmm. Talk to us. We're just normal people. And I think that you will find that we have way more in common than Mm -hmm. we have that are different. Excellent. Sylvia, thank you very much for spending some time with us talking about Time to be Bold, Org. We encourage people, especially if you're 55 years of age and older, to go and check that out. But if you're if you're not visually impaired or blind, even go check that out, as you've mentioned, uh, and uh, find out more information about that. But we want to make sure that uh, we give your podcast one more plug, and that title is again? Bold Blind Beauty on Air, A-I-R. Sylvia, thanks very much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate this. Thank you, Tim. Great pleasure. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.